Are we recording now? More bears. I think I can make that happen. Bear! 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 You're breaking it! Let's go the bears! Just trying to bop my breaths? Yeah, listen. Uh... We fucked up. Huh. Brother, okay, that. so here's the situation. I should have done that. Uh, here's the situation. <laughs> here's the situation. Um, I was out of practice, and, uh, you know, sometimes when you're out of practice, you forget to do the basics, and it turns out there's a little button here on the software we use that says record, and apparently I forgot to click that. But because we love you guys, and because I think we're contractually obligated by the 1012 Network to record a podcast a week, and it's probably about time we get back to fulfilling <laughs> that, um, I thought we'd just do it again. So here's what we're going to do, Evan. We'll do I'm it live. Going to put, uh, we're going to do it well, kind of live, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put a timer on my phone for 30 minutes. We're going to take the 45 minutes of rambling that were lost to the ether and we're going to condense that to 30, okay? And okay. Uh, we will see what we can do there. We do have a lot to cover, but we can we can do as much as we possibly can. Evan, are you ready? I'm ready. And I will note that since we have recorded, two very embarrassing things have happened to our Baylor Bears. So I'm we glad that we're that. logging yeah. back on since Tuesday night to, to and jump And some breaking in. news, honestly, which we will get mm -hmm. to as well. All right. Timer is going. Where have I been? The condensed version is my family got even more sick somehow. I got strep. My wife and I then both got COVID, and that's where I've been, and it sucked. But I'm so glad we're condensing this because nobody wants to hear about that. Evan, where have you been physically? Physically, I have been to the state of Louisiana. I was at a wedding there. Um, it was one of those Catholic-ass weddings. It was beautiful. I had YouTube TV on my phone during it to watch us lose to Kansas State. Then I did appreciate I was, you calling yourself a wedding boy. Yes, when we were I was a wedding us. boy. Um, I was the next week. I was in a wedding in Dallas, so I missed most of football there. And then I was in DK Roy is that what it is? DK Royal, Daryl K Royal Stadium. Yeah, that's where I was on Sat on Friday. Uh, Daryl Carroll. I didn't tell you this part of the story. My girlfriend and I, Texas Baylor House Divided, we've been going to every yes. home game the last four years, and we mm -hmm. proactively bought these tickets before the season started because we yep. wanted a good deal because both of these teams were going to be competing for the Big 12. We were sure. wrong about that. The seat that I ended up being in was in a was in an accessibility area, and it, sure. it, it, it amounted to a, a folding chair in a taped-off area that you would that you would remove if the occupant was wheelchair bound um and i learned that that is actually my favorite way to watch a game i got to i had all the armrests i had all the arm area i needed i was able to put my feet up and like i was a movie theater um so when i saw my seat i was like oh that kind of stinks and then i sat down in it and uh as far as ass whoopings go that was one of the more comfortable ones i've, I've had folding chair more comfy mm -hmm. or less comfy than were you in like a bleacher section? I guess. Um, no, I w I was a I was above all of the people that were in bleachers, but I was directly in front of people that were sitting in boxes. So I was like in that little walkway between. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I was like up on the rail. Um, I'm not describing it as a very ideal situation, but it was. 
and folding uh, chair beats bleachers any day oh, of the week. Ten times out of ten. Yeah. Any day of the week. Since we're on the topic, let's talk about the Texas game. Okay. You went zero go. zero winning situations there. Even if Baylor won, you'd come mm-hmm. home with an with an upset girlfriend. Um, but I think yeah. that would have been preferable for both of us. It ended up Evan, being a very fun day for me. Have I haven't even told you about that day, Matt. I walked to West Sixth after and I got drunk with our friend censored. Censored horn. We hung out and he called me a bitch in front of all of his friends and then I yeah. couldn't say anything back. Uh, that sounds like but I had a very I had a very good day. It was very frustrating losing a game where you had the best quarterback in it and your quarterback played kind of stinky. <laughs> um, but no, they 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 did beat us because they we could not stop them running the ball. And I've been making jokes all year about them folding at the end of the season. And I was wrong and they were good and fun to watch and they kicked our ass. And I have several questions, one of which I believe was answered about 10 minutes ago. Should we get into it? Let's let's get in. Um, let, let's hold off on that for a second. Let's talk about the game, and then we'll we'll kind of go through the season as a whole, <laughs> okay? Like we did before, and then we'll yeah. Before we do that, um, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you for 30 seconds, and then I, okay. it'll be because I'm right. So Ron Roberts wanting to be out at Baylor. We are gonna pretend like we saw the news, and we decided to do an emergency pod. So people are gonna think that we are on our shit. So that's yeah, so gonna be the title. That's gonna be the title of this episode: Emergency Pod. Uh, okay. Anyway, I love back it. to your. Plan. We're absolutely <laughs> gonna do that without a doubt. Okay. Back to your plan. Um. So you, I'm trying not to hyper focus on specific moments of the Texas game. So I'm not gonna mention any specific plays because over the course of the season. High leverage situations, Baylor, unfortunately, did not get it done, uh, it, whether it be a, a, you know an unideal play call or execution of a good play call. It just it has bitten Baylor multiple times this season, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that happened again. Right. This game was close in the third. This game was close in the early fourth. Baylor had opportunities there, probably left two touchdowns out there just with you know miss throws mm-hmm. and i don't know it, it it's a situation where blake probably played well enough for 90 percent of the game and then the other 10 percent is what kills you and you know there's a lot of talk about uh, you know blake not being good enough and i'm not sure i fully buy into that i understand it uh it, it, just a really frustrating way to cap off a season do you have any specific takeaways from that game it's the Baylor fan base has just been in kind of a malaise since. Yeah. It's it, it this year. I think the word I've been using to describe it is so annoying because yes. you know, it, it, I, to me, it feels very much like a square peg round hole situation. All, all of the requisite talent and want to, to win football games was there, but we yep. were committed to winning in one very, very, Specific and hard way to win, which includes multiple fourth down conversions, multiple goal line stands, and a quarterback who, frankly, has no shit in his pants at the end of the season. And that th- those are the things that we need to win. And we did it last year. Shitless pants and <laughs> and close wins and goal line stands. And this year, poo-poo everywhere. It, there's a lot of poo-poo, yeah. A lot of poo-poo. You, you, made, you made a good point in the notes, or, or you made a point in the notes that I, mm-hmm. I wanted to address. <laughs> Thanks for redacting that good that Yeah, good it, wasn't, it wasn't a good point because I do disagree. Um, and that was, um, I'm probably going to cut this because I've completely forgotten the point. Where was Where is it? 
I make so many good ones. Um, that, oh, you know, oh, you can't, you cannot base your offense off of a plan that involves multiple fourth down conversions every game. And yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, I think the situation last year where Baylor had so much success on fourth down gave the offensive staff more um, uh, leeway to use those fourth downs more liberally. And I just don't think that's what you should be relying on. Yeah. Um, so I think we're on the same page. We're just wording it differently. But we love the aggression on fourth down. But if we can avoid situations where we need to rely on it as much, yeah, well, it's and like, way better. All season, I watched most of my games like with Madison. I uh, I always tell people I love her very much. It was never it was never important to me to date someone who was interested in sports or like eager to watch them with me. But it's been very fun being with someone who does like to yeah. do those things. And it just feels like our whole season. Every time I look, it's third and eight, and we're running the ball. You know, that's Which is not fine in a microcosm. Sure, right, but not a whole season when you can't get eight yards if you need them. You can yeah. get six and then get two, you know, right. but you, you got to win, win twice. Yeah. So yeah. frustrating seasoning, very annoying. I think looking backwards at this season, similar to that um, six and seven Matt Rule squad, or I guess seven and six, we'll say, man, super annoying. So glad that those guys stuck around and got old here because um, it kind of feels the same way. You know, I think yeah. I think we had a lot of close losses that season and maybe correctly, I just attributed those to karma because we didn't yet deserve to win. <laughs> um, but I feel that's kind of where we're at. You know, we won last year because we were old and it, it showed in big moments and we lost a lot this year because we were young and it showed in big moments. So I'm annoyed and I'm embarrassed, but uh, I still think we're probably going to win the Big 12 next year, Matt. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, it's a situation where one-score games last season went our way, and they just didn't this season. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of sucks. Do we want to do a, a recap of the season as a whole? Like, we, we didn't talk after the TCU game. We didn't talk after the Kansas State game. We're both on the same page <laughs> Kansas State. That's kind of when we knew, oh, okay. This isn't the just was multiple up. coincidences of, you know, just one score games, you know, by consequence, not going our way. It, it's it's an execution and coaching issue. Yeah, let's do that. Let's you and I give a give a little a little monologue, co-monologue on the season as a whole. And then, listener, you're not listening to this, but a few days ago, we talked about every Big 12 team and kind of what we thought and where we were wrong. And oh, we just totally that skipped. We skipped Texas on accident. I think we should skip them again because let's, eh. we're going to skip them again. Okay. It's not noteworthy. Um. Judging, looking at the season in retrospect, I still think BYU was a game Baylor could have won. I still think West Virginia was a game Baylor could have won. I'm torn on Oklahoma State. I'm I'm unsure if that was a game Baylor should or could have won. We could have won that. Dumb, <laughs> dumb fourth down pitches ruined that one for us. Oh, that's that was the mm -hmm. end zone pit. That's right. That was end zone pitch yeah. and fourth and two pitch in right. the red zone. Still had a chance to win that one, even even after those, right? Um, so I I think this season could have gone eight and four, nine and three, pretty quick, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you still have a situation where Kansas State just dragged you, right? Mm -hmm. TCU just executed better, right? TCU was another close game. I it's a situation where TCU played really well in the last vital moments to win. But Baylor just boy, gave them the opportunity. Yeah, Baylor boy, just gave them the opportunity to play well in those vital moments, right? Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll add to Kansas State is, 
This is the note I wrote on them. This is who they are. A very serious football team that won't outskill anyone, but will definitely outserious them if they get the chance. And if the Big 12 was anything this year, we were unserious as hell. So that's where I landed on Kansas State. Uh, TCU, my note verbatim says, I was the wrongest I maybe have ever been. Not only were they good, they were fun. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'll just move down the line. Next up is Oklahoma. I wrote Oklahoma. I did. Th- I did this on voice. Okay, I did this on a voice note because I said they are in the fucking dirt and they are the new Nebraska. <laughs> they fucking suck and they deserve to be looking up at us and five other people at the end of this season. I, I still think I, I'm torn between beating OU and the way we beat Texas Tech as mm. the most fun that we had this season. It probably was OU. That was the most dominant that Baylor looked this season on offense it, because it was an auto score just about every time Baylor <laughs> could run the ball at will. It was a blast. Loved watching yeah. that one. Um, my yeah. most fun I had was that Iowa state game because they fucking stink. And they're also next up next on my list. And I also it made said, them very mad the way that we won. That oh, was, yeah. that was very fun. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about our conference predictions a little bit more. Yeah. We were both okay. extremely wrong on TCU. Uh, the wrongest start- I've ever been. Yeah, you said you're starting to like them. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. I've slept on it. I don't think I like them. I'm. I, I do want Kansas State to win the conference championship game. Yeah, I do too. Um, that's not true. I want TCU to win. Well, here's the thing about TCU this year. Every few years in college football, there's a team and usually a quarterback. So in this case, a quarterback as well. Um, yeah. That makes me think like, huh, maybe I am as sporty as I tell people I am. Because if this guy can do it, I can do it. And I'm usually yeah. <laughs> always wrong when I say that. But TCU is like the team this year where it's like, yeah, if Max Duggan can do all this shit, like maybe I still got it. Um, but I do like TCU. I don't, I, I've been trying to find a reason not to. And it's all comes back to they were mean to me when I hated their coach. And, yeah. you know, that's it's been a decade. Extremely I'm ready. I'm ready to make amends funny. there. Extremely funny that you build a statue for a coach that leaves mm-hmm. because the team is mm-hmm. bad, and the team immediately gets as gets farther than they ever have mm-hmm. into the yeah. postseason. Just just remarkable. We have uh, Kansas State. We discussed them. They are what they are. Serious mm-hmm. football team. Like I, I think what you wrote is perfect. Uh, Iowa Can State. I, we did a whole monologue read? on. We did a whole monologue. Let's do, let's Matt get Campbell. back into it. We have to get back into it okay. because what gonna... are you doing, Iowa State? Nobody wants your coach anymore, and I think you're starting to realize why. For mm-hmm. me, it all boils down to the example of your special teams are a wreck every season, mm-hmm. and Matt Campbell refuses to to hire a special teams coordinator. It, I don't know if he'll do it this season or not, but my God. like, um, Here's what I wrote verbatim they fucking no i wrote the fucking stink (laughs) and are back in the doghouse now that they don't have the benefit of playing against lincoln riley a very down texas team and a scandal ridden baylor team they have no juice and they have no rudder it's time to fire matt campbell he fucking stinks here's the thing iowa state i know you've been bad forever and you've made peace with that and you're cool with it you don't have to fire you don't have to keep someone who's only kind of bad who's a half step up from your historical ceiling you can find someone who's good I think the devil's advocate here would be, who do you go get? And then I respond with, that's not my problem. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I know there, I know there's a good defensive coach coming out of Waco. That's uh, free right now. Maybe you give him a look. (laughs) Um, Brock Purdy's not walking through that door anymore. Like, I, I don't know what, what they're expecting to be offensively. Defensively, they will be good. They will continue to be good. 
but I just don't know what they're doing. And it's, it sounds like they've been switched. They might be switching play callers for next season, which it, I guess it's plays. something. But they might be bringing in um, a, a co-offensive coordinator from Ohio University is what mm. the rumor is right now. Not okay, Ohio yeah, State. They, they should not be Ohio fine. State. Ohio. So They should be fine. Here's the thing. I know this kind of branches into a different conversation, but I really do think we're like in the NIL wild west right now. So I feel like they're, they're going to be pretty much what amounts to like full roster resets in, in a lot of power five yeah. conferences. You're going to, you're going to have quarterbacks operating as hired guns, you know? Um, so who knows? Maybe they will be good at offense next year, but all I know is if they didn't fucking suck at offense this year, they might be in the playoff. And fortunately for us, they fucking sucked at offense. Yep. Yep. Uh, Kansas, well done this season, Kansas. Some, it's something well, real and formidable to build upon. Sure. Earlier this season, I said, now that they might be good, we need to talk to them and about them like they're good and not patronize them. So here's what I'll say. Going 5-1 and one and finishing 6-6 six and six is fucking gross. That's only happened okay. once, okay. and it was when Kendall Bryle threw, ha- Kendall Bryles threw half a season away once he got his roster bonus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, you that know? was awful. Injuries, man. It was an injury situation. They're still building depth on. I, I am standing for Kansas football. I am not standing for Kansas basketball or the institution. But the Kansas football team Im- impressed me this season. We don't lose sure. to them. We well, don't we do don't that. lose to them ever. No, 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 no teams actually lose to Kansas. Uh, I'll have to double check that. Texas Tech. <laughs> um, you're. This is. We're going to end on a positive note for you and a, a big shrug for me. Um, better than expected. I was down on them. They played better than I thought, even rotating three different quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. um, Joey, I you know, let, let's see what you can do with this. I suppose. Well, is, is you know opinion. me. I have I have such a soft spot for shit talkers who are right. Yes. In ways that they didn't expect to be right, and calling Texas players soft bitches, and then saying you're going to beat Oklahoma and tear the end zone down. If yeah. you do both of those things, you know you're you're okay in my book. Yeah, I you didn't buy yourself enough, at least three years of goodwill. Yeah, I didn't give Joey enough credit for saying that Texas. Uh, Texas. I told you Texas would quit, and they quit. And I I should have given him more credit for that. So mm-hmm. that that was that was on me. Um. Evan, anything else on the season? We are actually ahead of schedule here um, on that. We have some time to talk about the breaking news as well as basketball. I will let you close us out on football. Okay, sure. West Virginia, you should have killed Neil Brown when you had the chance, and now you're going to be stuck. Texas, whatever. I think you're going to be stinky next year. I hope you give Xavier Worthy $5 million and he sits the season out. Um, Also... Quinn Ewers is a lemon. He's a lemon and he stinks and you guys need to move on. Luckily, you have another 17-year-old with a big head coming in. I think he'll be the one to get you over the finish line. Um, okay, I think I'm done with Do football. Do you really? Do you really no. think? They've just Arch? been saying that about okay. a bunch of 17-year-olds. Yeah, okay. Since no. I was a 17-year-old, they've been saying that. <laughs> That's a great way to end it. Okay. Um, basketball. Let, let's talk basketball a little bit. Um, it has been an up and down last couple of weeks for this Baylor basketball team. Something to keep in mind. This Baylor team is working in pretty much a, a half of a roster that's almost completely new or com- coming off of injury. Uh, mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, right? Baylor, I did not watch this game, but Baylor goes down big in the first half or 
or uh, they keep it real, relatively competitive at some point with Virginia. I don't know exactly when the wheels fell off. I think it was a, a stretch early in the second half. Baylor drops a close one to one of the oldest teams in the nation in Virginia, who's always mm-hmm. going to be great defensively. They're very experienced. Losing that game does not bother me. Um, I, I didn't watch it, so the way we lost it, I can't really comment on. Mm-hmm. I was eating crawfish enchiladas after the TCU game. See, I was. nothing, literally nothing better than losing to TCU and eating some crawfish enchiladas. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> they are damn good. Um, then, here's the thing. I, yeah. I want to be on the front end of this take. It might be a dangerous one, and I, but I do think I'm right. I think we're going to stink at basketball because we have abandoned all Don't. paint, all paint Stop strategy. It. We have abandoned Stop it. Stop it. We, unfortunately, Florence Thamba, who I have money on, has had a rough start to the season. We never thought he was going to be a big scorer this year because we have fucking dead eyes behind him, which is fine. But our, our the middle of our defense, our our paint defense is is very soft, and we don't we don't even attempt to have paint offense during our regular run of play. And I think you kind of touched on this in a more smart way a few weeks ago. But this this team is going to be very frustrating to watch because the three point shot on both sides of the floor will determine everything, and. uh Early returns, not great. As a right. as a noted casual fan, that's my oh, take. Oh, brother. Okay, let's. Okay, so that's Virginia. Then to to completely oh. flip it on its head, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make you eat those words because Baylor then goes out and beats a very experienced, very good, very well coached UCLA team. I, I did watch it, that. It was very very fun. good. We did. Win. We looked good. We looked very good. Yes, we did. All right. So you you look at the roster, right? And then, okay, so I guess we do have to finish the kind of results overview here is Baylor does go to Wisconsin and drops a very frustrating game to watch against Marquette. Baylor turns the ball over, I think, like 17 times in the first half, Mm -hmm. giving up 24 points off those turnovers. Almost impossible to win a game like that, especially against a team who's at home who can get – hot but it, it it was a situation where Baylor played them even in the second half you don't give them that big lead in the first it's probably a different result right um Marquette also shot the hell out of the ball when they are not a good three-point shooting team so I'm very curious I wish I could be a fly on the wall of that coaching staff prior to the Marquette game to understand what they were trying to accomplish defensively were they just going to give them three-point shots because they are a bad three-point shooting team? I don't know, right? You look at this roster. Yeah. You look at this roster, and this roster does not have the ability to switch off of screens like the last three or four teams have been able to, right? There is not a Jared mm-hmm. Butler. There is not uh, Jonathan Chamachachua yet. There's not. There aren't these guys that can switch onto smaller, quicker guards or onto bigger you know, wing players with complete ease, right? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that the defensive strategy changes to a degree. I, I would hope so, right? Because you cannot, you, you can't keep going down the path in the same exact way, right? Maybe it's just small tweaks that make a big difference. I think this yeah. coaching staff will come up with the answers. It might be a frustrating December. It might be a frustrating start to conference play. But look, these guys aren't, these aren't bad basketball players and this isn't a bad coaching staff. I've seen a lot of overreaction to one game and, and it's kind of frustrating for me. I understand being frustrated. I'm frustrated myself, but to like say that this team is in for, 
you know, a sixth place place finish in the conference just doesn't sit with me as completely accurate. Yeah, I just think I think you're right. I don't think you're wrong about anything. Um, I'm just very traumatized by a Baylor team on any sport that can score 100 points and give up 110 points. <laughs> uh, so so may, maybe this is maybe this Fair. is like residual. But no, I think our offense is is going to continue being one of the best in the country. And if we just become, what, we'll say I, I won't even say that. I will say one of the most dangerous in the country. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I do think we'll figure it out. Lie. I think we're off lying for a while. You know, we we talked about the conference previews that we did for football. <laughs> we're we're offline for a little bit at least until we start. Winning I just, again. you know, as as a, a newly born fan of two K, I've grown very fond of strong center play, and I'm not seeing yes. a lot of that. And uh, Flo had a bad game uh, on on Tuesday. Like, there's no way around it. It was a bad game, and that's okay. It happens, right? But this is the same Flo Thamba that played out of his mind against Drew Timmy in the national championship game. Right. Will he get a chance to do that anytime soon? Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, Friday in South Dakota, again, not sure why, mm-hmm. uh, but in South Dakota, Baylor does play Gonzaga. Um, and, of course, that is when my wife and her family uh, scheduled for us to uh, go walk around the town square to do the Christmas mm. the Christmas festival walk okay. around thing. I'm not happy about it. I it, very upsetting to me. Well, I'll be watching. I'll be yeah. watching that for I'm sure. I'm I'll be um, I'll have my phone for sure. So, Gonzaga Friday and then there's really not much left until conference play starts. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's like Nichols, it's Northwestern State, it's uh Tarleton State. I think those are the three games until the new mm-hmm. year. Um so this is the last big test before this team can go A focus on finishing up school and then be figuring out how to approach conference play. So it, it, it an important test. Um, I'm, I'm excited to find out what happens. Um, here's, here's my pre big 12 take that I think is going to age. Well, yeah. I think we're going to get nine, perhaps 10 teams in the tournament this year. All, wow. all, That's all making the tournament. The worst team I, potentially being um, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, or Texas Tech. One of those three. Although Texas Tech looked pretty good in their um, preseason tournament, um, so probably an Oklahoma State. I would guess that right. that roster is just decimated. But yeah, we'll do a full basketball conference preview later on this month. I'm excited to do that. We have the Sonic Seltzers still with a brand new layout of flavors that we will use to mm-hmm. tear out the different teams. I'm excited for that. Evan, okay. um, let's jump into the breaking news, unless you had something else on basketball. Well, I was just going to – well, no, I'm good there, but I, I was going to point out that we had a quarterback transfer out. Well, potentially. Yeah. We had a quarterback formally state that he's thinking about leaving, which if you're a backup quarterback in the Power Five and you're listening, you should do that too. Someone yeah. will want to give you a lot of yeah. money to stay or maybe go. Either way, secure the bag yep. and sit the bench again. I'm very curious how – the coaching staff handles this situation with Kyron drones being full of talent, right? Extremely talented Mm -hmm. kid rocket arm. He showed it off multiple times this season. Um, I don't blame him for being frustrated with the playing time situation. I I truly don't. I don't blame him for uh, entering the transfer portal and taking a look at his options. I truly hope he returns because I think he's really, really good. Um, and I think he might be the best quarterback on campus. Entirely Perhaps. possible, right? I, I think it. I think it's possible. Um, 
I, I don't have a ton other than that, other than, you know, do what's best for you, man. Because I think it is impossible for me to expect somebody to not do what's best for them when the rest of us can. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a situation that kind of stinks if you're a fan because everybody wanted to see everybody be happy and, and work through the system. And, um, if he does transfer out, that means it's going to be Blake next year and then probably Novosad in 24. Um, or and, if somebody and, hits the, the portal, so yeah, yeah. And I think, I think for all for all the lumps Blake has taken this year, you know, getting a full year as a starter, yeah, yeah is going to help. Yep, I it's, it is. Agree. It's huge. And uh, the off season all, is for working there on technique are, and stuff like that. And yeah. there, there are four wins that we can find this year that we didn't have that come down to him just being a little pup. And yep. we've all been little pups, so we all have. Been I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just still annoyed about everything, but I think long term, he will be fine. And even if he's not fine, I have seen Bryce Petty almost make it to New York, and I have seen Gary Bohannon take us to a Sugar Bowl. So, yep. like I said earlier this year, quarterback play has not really been the crux of this offense no. um, for quite some time. And it seems Let's like talk they about the breaking to make it their crux. Yeah we, yeah, we do have actual breaking news, something that happened literally minutes before we hopped on today. Uh, defensive coordinator Ron Roberts, as well as safeties coach Ronnie Wheat, um, have been let go, uh, according to Sigma 365. So it's a situation where uh, I don't know that a lot of people were expecting this move, but you I was... think about it, you think about it for a little bit. Where, where was the weak spot in the defense, right? It was it was the safeties. Mm-hmm. Anything that was too vertical seemed to get right behind him. The, the, situ- the, the, the communication between the other defensive backs and the safeties did not seem to be existent that much. You had a defense that had to play extremely conservative. Whatever yeah. played into that, they had to play conservative because if they didn't, things got behind them and it got ugly quick. And... You know, I started th- when I heard about the news. I started thinking about the Texas State game. I th- I started thinking about the Oklahoma mm-hmm. State game, where quarterbacks were able to just pick apart a soft zone for the mm-hmm. entire game because there was no adjustment. Now, is yeah. that Ron Roberts' fault? I don't know. Like, I I truly don't know if he was if he felt forced into remaining that soft with coverage. I, it's possible, right? But I've also heard things about him not being a strong recruiter. I've heard about him, you know, not being super well-liked in the locker room. That's all conjecture. That's all rumor. I don't know if those things are true. But we've seen Dave Randa make a, a change when he deems it necessary, and it worked out. So It's worked before. Yeah, I, I trust um, Dave Randa here. Do you think that he's just going to do, like, the head coach, defensive coordinator thing? Cause I don't, he has, he doesn't, he does a good job of not really giving away the game really about anything. Um, if I was him, fuck, I'd want to do that. Yeah. Defense is his whole shit. Yep. I'm all in for that. I'd like to bring in some, some powerful recruiters on the defensive side Mm -hmm. of the ball, because I think, I think that back end needs more dudes, right? You just need some Mm -hmm. hashtag dudes. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I'd be fine with it, but I'd like to see some recruiting people. I'd like to see, as like a a um, respected name in the secondary uh, leading mm-hmm. that unit, and after that, I, I don't really have the knowledge or ability to to comment further. Yeah, I I just think I think all of us could have done some more truth telling about what it means to lose five people to the NFL on one defense 
Yep. You know? Yep. Not a lot of schools did that last season. I think it was like Georgia and us mm-hmm. and I, you know, who, who knows what else. Dylan Doyle yeah. did get did get on the all-conference team for offense and defense, which I found hilarious. Only player to ever do it. Only player yep. in the Big 12 to ever do that. Craziness. We um, are Matt, at time. That's all I got. What do you have? That's Anything else? Have. That's all I have. I am so excited to potentially not be sick this weekend and to mm-hmm. maybe, you know, put up Christmas decorations or do something mm-hmm. that does not involve... Uh, sitting down and just groaning lightly for hours upon end. Um, Evan, I'm very excited to be back in the saddle. It's going to be a really good basketball season. I don't care about the haters. Uh, They can hate. That's all they want. I don't care if you're included in that. The haters have no impact on me. It's going to be a good basketball season. I just want to see some good low post moves. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) We'll, We'll find out.